that. Yes. And then we thought this would be great to do a podcast on that. Yeah. And so we did it. Yeah. And then, but this is fine. Yeah. It's just fine to talk about whatever we want to talk about. I hit record five seconds ago. Because we don't. Because we're struggling to. Make well, no, we were having a disagreement. About. We're having a little mini disagreement about yeah. what to but talk about. Because we don't, you know, the podcast is not about a specific. Well, actually, we made it about Christmas two weeks in a row. I think it has been blurred. Like, well, but we I, don't, it doesn't have to be that way because there's no rules. So I think here's, and we keep going back to it. If we just hit record and start going, yeah, we tend to land in, in one zone. Mm-hmm. We have a preamble, but then it lands in right. a zone. So you made your list, and then. Um, what you, here? Here's. Let's start with your list. Well, we don't see need to start goes. with my list. I don't. I don't know if I. Have, well, why I don't we talk have, about how our have, Christmas I was? I only have two items on my list. Well, why don't we talk about how our Christmas was, and then we can transition into, yes, the new year and what how our thinking is around that. Yes. And we just see where it goes because that's the name. I know. Of our podcast. It's true. How was your Christmas? My Christmas was really good. It was really laid back, and I tried not to stress over it too much. The, I really I didn't have any shopping to do at all because the kids asked for money. So Brian uh, transferred their Christmas money into their account Christmas uh, Eve night. And so we woke up the next morning. Like We did have presents under the tree that were for one another. Uh, like the presents the kids got us and things that we got that were extra for the kids, but their main gift was money. So, and then Christmas Eve night, we've had a long-standing tradition of having like either a fancy meal or fancy hors d'oeuvres or something like that, or we just hang out together and um, have a little wine and the kids get you know, the sparkling grape juice that they like. And um, sometimes they have wine, but they don't really like wine. So actually, I think Callum likes wine a lot. Uh, someone gave us, do you remember that time someone gave us a bottle of non-alcoholic wine? Yeah. And Callum's, <laughs> I think Callum drank the whole bottle. What was it called? I don't remember, but I remember he loved it. Was it called Finn? No, it's a beer. That was a beer we got in Ireland. Mm-hmm. It had, a, had one word name. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I remember he really loved it a lot. But anyway, they love the sparkling wine, and I got them each their own bottle and then an extra bottle. So anyway, so we did that. And then the beginning of Christmas Eve night, I remember Finn was setting up everything, which I didn't ask her to do, but um, were you helping her too? On what now? Sorry. Christmas Eve night. Helping her. Were Were you zoning out? Just another, for a second there, yeah. Were you on it? another planet? Yeah, what was the question again? Was she doing what? Was she... Whose idea was it to set up Christmas Eve night? Was it yours or hers? Do you mean originally or this last? No, I mean, it seemed like it was a very spontaneous thing because usually I set up Christmas Eve night. I oh, get everything oh, and we set did, up. Oh, I guess we did do it this... Did we... It must, I'm trying to remember. Uh, maybe maybe no, it was. No, I was... Remember, I was upstairs. Yeah. And then... I think I was taking a shower or whatever. And then you guys, one of you guys came up. I think you came up and said you guys were setting up. So how did that all take place? Uh, because I, I usually remember. do all of Christmas Eve. 
I don't remember. You had bought everything, so I think we just realized it was getting close to that time, and we usually fall asleep during Scrooge. Right. So we we, want, we start wanting to start early. So we, that's I think that's why. So we actually did make it through the whole movie without falling asleep. I think did I we? I fell asleep. Oh, you fell asleep. I fell asleep. I'm the only one that fell asleep. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, so so we finished it, but you fell asleep. I did. I think I slept okay. through the entire movie. Really? I think I was awake. Wait, did you drink too much or what happened? I have no idea. Yeah. Because well, I usually never, ever fall asleep during movies. Yeah. That's rare for me. So probably it was the wine. Yeah. It was good. It was a good night. I don't... So, well, I, I was disappointed at the very beginning of the night, to be honest. I haven't shared this with you at all. Oh, okay. Well, no, no better time than now. But it had nothing to do with you or whatever. It's just... You know how... Like, every holiday I struggle with this, that I want everything to be like a movie. You know, where everyone's getting along, and it's very festive, and it's, you know, this wonderful thing, and everyone's just in the flow, and it was, like, hard. Like, people were getting their food. Liam was, like, already eating. Right. While I came downstairs, he already was munching on something. Yeah. And then... It just seemed like it took us about 15, 20 minutes for everyone to get their appetizers and kind of settle into the living room. And then we transitioned into this really awesome discussion. Yeah. For about 40 minutes, maybe, where we're just having our drinks and our appetizers, and there's Christmas music playing, and we're having this great conversation. And then we transition into the movie. But the beginning, I think it was a little bit... It was lumpy. You know, it's funny. I, it was I'm a struggling bit... to remember this whole thing, but I remember... I know. It's like you're not even, no, right, even not, there. I remember where I was sitting on the couch now that you talk about it. What were you doing that night? Because you act like you weren't even like no, I rem- present. No, I remember now. I, I remember exactly where I was sitting on the couch. I was sitting where the dog normally sits. Yeah. I just... And I do remember the conversation was different than what I thought it Because we were just... We just sat around and talked, right? Yeah, we just talked. But what were we talking about? We were talking about religion. Right. I remember that. And what about it? Um, Because did we do the Advent calendar? We did Advent. Yeah. Well, actually, we had already finished Scrooge a couple days before. We finished it We finished reading it. Okay, Christmas Carol. We finished the book. So we finished reading Christmas Carol. And... We read the we read up to the day twenty four. Yeah. In the Advent book. Yeah. And I think reading about I don't know what it was, but we like jumped off into talking about religion. Do you remember what and we belief? What oh, we, belief in God and things like that. We do you were remember talking what we about. ate because if I can remember, I can remember. I, I sat, remember what we ate. Yes. I remember where we sat, and I remember if you remind me what we ate, then maybe I can okay, connect. Okay, so what this we is what we about. ate. I bought two. Of these things from Trader Joe's, they're like pizza, but it's not pizza. It's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has okay, yeah, Gruyere cheese. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's how you say it with ham. Yeah, and I think it has caramelized onions on it. Now, here's the reason, you know, the reason I'm asking is because I think I'm gonna, I'm able to connect where I was sitting. I'm trying to connect what I was eating, and then maybe what I'm trying to do is connect uh, the conversation because I'm remembering, I'm remembering things through where I was and what I was doing. That's oh, where I'm okay. trying to get to. Because I'm struggling okay. to remember the conversation. I remember it was an interesting, different conversation. you usually remember I do. way more than I do. I do. That's why I'm trying to use a technique to Which remember. Which is why I find this very interesting. Okay, so so we had that. What else did we have? Grapes? 
We also we had grapes and two kinds of cheese or three kinds of cheese. Yeah. And crackers. Yeah. And um, mozzarella cheese sticks. Right. Okay. Which we normally don't have, but yeah, they had those at Trader Joe's. I thought the kids would like those. Yeah. Okay. I'm still struggling. And then we talked. I just remember at one point sitting where I was, I looked over, Lame's lying down, and I'm thinking, this is a unique conversation for Christmas Eve that we'd never had before. Right. But I'm still struggling to remember. I remember it was good. Well, that was good because number one, we didn't get into any form of conflict at all. Right. There was no arguing. There was no fighting of any kind. It was just a really great conversation. It was, yeah. But, um, well, because Christmas is different this year and last year because, um, you know, there are members of the family who don't believe in God. Yeah. And don't believe in the nativity. Right. So is that what... what is but that... we were kind of... I forget. I, anyway, let's move on because I really can't remember and you yeah. can't remember either. I just remember it was a very good, well, yeah, it was good. <clears throat> intellectual conversation. And I wonder, like, uh, well, before we move on, because it might be worth thinking about, is that we would have been... Previous Christmases would have been... Everyone's in alignment, right? You and I were. The kids are not. They don't really have a choice. They're gonna. They're gonna follow us in our belief system. But then, as they get older, they don't. And we had a Christmas where we just didn't all have the same belief system. We're all on different journeys, right? And yet, it was a very civil and good um, conversation, right? Wait, yeah. you're looking at me kind of funny over there. No, no. Oh, I'm just thinking of sharing something, but I figure if I share it, you won't like it. If well, I share well, it, well, I think you should. I think you should be brave. Well, I was just going to say, and we did not talk about this on Christmas Eve night, but I don't like the nativity story at all. Yeah. Anymore, and that's because <clears throat> I think it was like a year and a half ago or something. I realized that Mary was a very young girl. Like she supposedly was like 15, 14, 15. And um, I remember watching a documentary one time about these women in Africa. And when you get married young you're, and your body is not fully developed, yeah, giving birth at a young age like that is very destructive. Or it can be. It's not, yeah. I'm not saying that you can't give birth at 15 because we have a lot of teen pregnancies in this world. And I actually was just watching a show called Teen Mom and her baby has some major, she had twins. And one of her babies has major birth defects because... She was too small to carry the baby. So one of the babies was affected. Yeah. But anyway, these women in Africa, they're not even women, they're girls. Yeah. And they're forced into marriage and it ruins their whole pelvic floor where they can't hold their urine anymore. And so they get cast out of their villages. Like giving birth ruins them. Yeah. Not only physically, but ruins their whole social life because... They become like a social pariah because they pee. They can't hold their pee. Yeah. And then doctors have to go over there from different countries and perform surgeries to fix them. But anyway. So you're probably hearing you're say- all of this. Like but, Mary was a girl, and you're so. And I think it's abusive. Well, how old was she? Do you think? Theories and speculation says yeah. she could be between like fourteen and seventeen. I've heard. I've heard as low as thirteen. And I think that is abusive and appalling. And now who? So let me let me lead you down this path. The dad, 
according to the nativity story, was God, right? Which is gross also. I think it's like a very disgusting story. And I don't know how in the world we have come to view this story of someone taking a young girl and it's going to make her a pariah in society to say she's pregnant without being married. And I know people got married young back then. That was a thing. Was it right? Yeah. No, it wasn't. But that's what happened in the society back then. Women had no voice. They had no say. They have no power. They had to do whatever. And I just, I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Like my daughter, Finn, is 16. She's about to be 17. And I would be appalled if someone wanted to make her magically pregnant at 14 or 15. Yeah. I mean, her body at 14 or 15 giving birth yeah. at that age is horrible. I mean, this just, I don't know. The whole story rubs me the wrong way. And it didn't for years. I believed it for years. I embraced it for years. But now when I hear it, I just, there are so many red, red flags with this story that I I just can't even get beyond it. I, I just don't like it at all. Um, and I know that offends people, but that's just how I see it now. And there's nothing I can do about it. I just, yuck. Um, you know, I was thinking about, because that night on the way back here, I think I was listening to an atheist podcast on their take. Now, a lot of these atheists are came, come from religious backgrounds, but they, um, well, I don't know, they were talking about the, the massacre of the children. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. That's another thing. Herod's massacre. Yeah, Herod killing all these babies. Like, God thinks it's such a good idea to bring a child through the world through a very young girl instead of setting an example and saying, I'm going to bring the savior to the world through a woman who's more capable maybe of giving birth. And also like, you know, a bunch of babies are going to die, which God in the Bible though, he's never really concerned about who dies because he actually gives direct orders to go and massacre lots of people in the old Testament. So this is not surprising that the New Testament stories begin in such a way either, because there's very little concern for women and children, especially in the Old Testament. There's more concern in the New Testament, but the Old Testament yeah. God is not really for women. Well, so can I talk about the so the Herod initiates that <clears throat> massacre, right? Uh-huh. But what are you saying? Are you, implica- are you implicating God in that massacre? Well, God has all knowledge, right? Yeah. So what are you saying? He could have stopped it. Is that where you're going? Yeah, Uh, but I say that about everything in the world. Yeah, so my point is that it's not, there's nowhere in history outside the Gospels of this infanticide. Okay, so this is not even, has never been validated by archaeology or documents or anything. This is the only, well, hopefully it didn't take place because that would be, that would be good news actually. When I, so I was reading a New Testament commentary and, um, the guy said that although it's not mentioned in history, it's mm-hmm. absolutely feasible because Herod actually did, did kill his own kids. In real life? Yeah. That's documented? Yeah. So that's it's not a, it's not outlandish that he would have killed other people's kids, right? 
So he could have. So he could have, absolutely. Yeah. Now, that was the New Testament. The Atheist Podcast was saying that... Um, they agreed with all that, but they said... I forgot his name. He's a, he's, an, he's a church history or a historian. It's not Josephus. It's... Um, I just bothered me. I can't remember his name. But anyway, he, he documented everything about Herod, but he doesn't mm-hmm. mention this. Yeah. And he does document that he killed his own kids, but they're, they're making the point that if you document everything, what, how did this miss? How did you not mention exactly. this? Exactly. That's so. a huge thing not to write down. Unless he was protecting the legacy of Herod for some reason. I had no reason to because he, he mentioned okay. that he killed his own kids because he was afraid they were trying to take his throne. Yeah, so he was so. a bad dude. Yeah, it's it was. Um, uh, they would say often that it was better to be Herod's, and it sounds better in the original language. There's some play on words, but they uh, they're saying it's better to be Herod's pig than Herod's kid, because he wouldn't kill a pig because he was Jew. I don't know if he was Jewish or he was. I think he was a pretend Jew. Anyway, the other thought I had about Joseph and Mary was she's pregnant, and I'm trying to think if they get married right away, and and if it's a, it must be assumed it's Joseph's kid, to everyone else. Well, they don't because most... she would have got stoned to death. For right, being pregnant without, without a husband. So, yeah, a fornicator. So he must have married her. I don't know if they married right... There's not mention of the marriage itself, but they must have yeah. married right away for her to not be killed. Right. Anyway, that's just a thought I hadn't had. But we were having this... Were we having all these conversations Christmas Eve? We didn't have this specific one. Yeah. So oh, here's another yeah. thought I yeah. had, actually. Yeah. Um, this was, to me, when I had my religious conversion in 96, to me, Christmas finally made sense and had right. meaning in my mind. Yeah, right? I can see that. Me too. So as things have, um, as a family, we've gone through a, 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 a what do we call it, a journey of... Spiritual I, upheaval. Upheaval, deconstruction, there's terms for it. Um, I was a bit anxious about, like, what is Christmas going to mean? Because I said, you know, 23 years, it had meaning. All the hymns made sense now. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because it had, it had a ton of meaning before that. Yeah. I mean, it's always had a lot of meaning. But I was thinking, like, can it still have meaning if if the religious part has been not destroyed? It's not obliterated. Well... In my case. I mean, you know, some right. people it's not. But I was thinking it... Um, I, th- I think it, it, it still can. Well, so, yes, it does. Can I give you an example? Yes. Well, finish your thought. No, I probably interrupted you, so go well, ahead I'll, and no, finish. Yeah, but I, will you remember what you're going to say? Yes, I think so. I was walking by downtown. I was walking by the river. I was walking by um, a sign that said, Happy Holidays. And then on the right side, it said, um, Celebrate. It's by that. I don't know if you remember the river. There's this, there's this, um, this artist created this. It's like a cave-like structure on the opposite side of the Pearl, mm-hmm. just south of the Pearl. No, yes, just south south of the Pearl on the river. There's like this cave and a waterfall. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. It's really well done. And it looks and it looks like it's natural, but he the artist used all this cement, but it looks like a real cave. And it's, it's really cool. Anyway, above that is where I saw these signs. Now, in the past, I would have said... Happy holidays. That's silly. What does that mean? It's really Christmas and we're trying to right. not offend people. Happy holidays. It's meaningless if if it's not about Christmas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then I saw the word celebrate. And in the past, I would have said, celebrate what? If 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 uh, you don't believe that Jesus came and died for your sins at Christmas, then what are you celebrating? So that's, right. that would have been my older me- mentality. But as I'm standing there observing it and observing it from a different lens, I'm thinking, celebrate what? And then I thought, 
I can celebrate the fact that I can read that sign. Mm-hmm. The fact that I can actually see that sign and I'm I'm able to read and conscious of it. Okay, what if I was blind then? If, but what if someone told me that word, there's a word celebrate. Could I celebrate the fact that I'm con- able to understand what that word means? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that, would that alone be a reason to celebrate? Right. That there are I am conscious of, of this to moment. Celebrate. There's a blue sky behind that I can see. I'm alive in this moment in time right. and I have consciousness. Is that not yeah. a reason to celebrate? So that was kind of a new thought for me. It's yeah. like, Oh, to be able to, um, I, well, I, I, I don't know. I can't even, never mind. Well, no, I mean, I was going to say too, that there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of messages yeah. given in certain Christian circles about people who celebrate Christmas, who are not celebrating the, the nativity and yeah. the birth of Christ. Right. And those messages are usually like that it's, uh, you know, void of meaning and it's not the real holiday that they're celebrating. Um, And what I have to say to that now, where I sit currently spiritually, is that that's baloney. Yeah. Because just because you don't believe in the, the nativity story... And you're embracing uh, something like Santa Claus or maybe not even Santa Claus. You're just embracing the spirit of the season. You're embracing giving and um, and receiving. Receiving is fun. You know, receiving is fun. It's hard for a lot of people to receive. Yeah. It's fun to receive gifts. There's nothing wrong in saying that. And it's fun to give. Yeah. It is fun to give. It's fun to give to your children. It's fun to give to your friends, your neighbors, your extended family, um, to give to your community. So just because you're not celebrating the birth of Christ, I think it's, um, I think that's okay. And I think it's beautiful just to celebrate the giving. And anyway, so I hear what you're saying. And it doesn't have to be, yeah, I don't know why Christians have to put down everyone else. Or not all Christians do that, but some. Put down other people as if they don't, they're not celebrating a true holiday. Because I think giving is a reason to celebrate. It would have been. Sorry, I got really rambly there. No, it would have been a solstice. would have been. The you know pre-Christian times, it would right, have been winter solstice. Because there wasn't solstice. even a Christmas holiday. It's a made-up holiday. There's no Christmas in the Bible. Right. It's a made-up thing. So why do people argue over something that's actually made up? Yeah. You know, the Puritans at Massachusetts were against it. They, they outlawed it. Yeah. And I mean, there are other religions every, that outlaw it. Like the Jehovah Witnesses, they outlaw it too. Yeah. Or not outlaw it. They think it's a pagan But isn't it nice to be holiday. part of a, a society that's even a mixture of religious and secular society that still collectively celebrates Christmas or the holidays. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, maybe we're getting too, maybe people are getting too caught up. Oh, Christmas, uh, what if you don't, what if we just all celebrate Christmas, as Christmas Eve, Jews, Muslims, atheists, Buddhists. Why do people just mind their own business? I'm just saying, why and can't... And then people can do whatever they want. If one family wants to celebrate Christmas and talk only about Jesus, yeah, then they get to do that. And other people who want to celebrate Santa... And have their kids believe in Santa, they get to do that. And then if somebody else, like whatever you want to do, if you're a Muslim, Jehovah Witness, 
whatever. It is nice. Why though, do people isn't it, get to, so bothered with it, what other people do? But isn't it nice as a society to have a cent? Like there's few. It's nice to have common feasts, feast days, or celebrate. It is cel- fun to do like things Fourth collectively. Of July, but having Christmas, like from here in the states, anyway, from Thanksgiving through Christmas, it's the mm-hmm. holiday season. Right. I think it's nice that we're all collectively having right. lights and different things, and I think it's nice too. I love Christmas. I think it's a wonderful time. I yeah. just don't. I did not miss actually thinking about Jesus or the nativity, which I didn't think about hardly at all. Yeah. And to be quite honest, if I look back over the years that I've celebrated Christmas as a true Christian, yeah, I have to say that I didn't really, the holiday for me still wasn't so like, oh, the birth of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, because as a Christian, that is something that you just celebrate every single day. Like, yeah, that's just a part of your DNA as a Christian. Right. So I would like, you know, you're having to muster up, you know, all these feelings about the nativity story or focus on Jesus. And I, and it wasn't ever as fun for the kids as Santa Claus. Santa Claus is more exciting than Jesus. Yeah. Well, because Jesus doesn't, why didn't they make up a story that Jesus drops the gifts down your chimney? So, but anyway, can we, let's probably should move on. Okay. All right. And go into the new year. The new year. Oh, Christmas day was fun. We did our gifts. We played games. Oh, and speaking of games, I wanted to recommend a game for you guys, which is going to sound weird. It has a very weird name. The name of the game is called Secret Hitler. Okay. Now here's the story behind this game. We received Secret Hitler from Amazon, and it was a mistake because we didn't order it, and they were supposed to have sent us a grill brush, but instead we received Secret Hitler, <laughs> which was like bizarre because we're opening up this thing and you see the word Hitler. How do and you you're mix like, up those two things? Though? I have no idea. Oh, it's probably the Amazon person. It's prob- The grill brushes are probably right beside the Secret Hitler boxes. I have no idea. But anyway... When you see the word Hitler, we're going, oh my gosh, like, what is this? Like, is this like a racist game or what is it? We don't know. So we open it up, we look at it, and turns out it's this really, really fun game where you play with teams and you have the teams that are the liberals. Those are the people who are trying to get Hitler uh, assassinated or get him out of office. And then you have the, you play against the fascists. And the fascists pretend to be liberals because they are trying to get in power they're trying to get hitler elected as chancellor and if he gets if he becomes elected as chancellor then he win then they win the fascists win but if the liberals assassinate hitler or guess who hitler is before the fascists pass all these different bill laws because you pass legislation so um then they win. So, no one, the only person who knows who Hitler is is another fascist in the game, but the liberals don't know who Hitler is. So anyway, it's a lot of fun. It's a big learning curve to yeah. learn how to play Secret Hitler. Probably took us like a few hours to learn how to play Secret Hitler. <clears throat> but there's videos on YouTube and they also have an app where you can learn how to play. But once you learn how to play, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. So good. we played we, Secret we Hitler. We should play more. We um, only did one. Yeah, let's play Secret Hitler today. 
or some games because I, I feel like we're watching too much TV. Yeah. Oh, and that's a good segue. Yeah. Segue into this is an idea yeah, we're right, gonna try. Yeah, so no Yeah. Okay. Okay. We are going. We decided. Actually, I think I brought it up. Yeah. I brought it up. Yeah. I was. I had just finished reading a book, like an actual book that you hold in your hands. Oh, yeah. I was reading a book called The Wim Hof Method. And we can talk about The Wim Hof Method on another podcast yes. at some point. But Brian and I do The Wim Hof Method, which we love. Look it up. He has a website. Look it up on YouTube or whatever. But uh, I got the gift from Callum. Callum bought Brian and I the Wim Hof Method book, which I finished reading. And... I realize that number one, I love reading and I read a lot, but I listen to a lot of audiobooks because I paint and when I'm painting or cleaning, I'm listening to audiobooks. But I love the experience of reading a book, especially if it's one that's really captivating. And and then playing games, I enjoy playing games with the kids over the holidays. And I realize that I want my life to be filled with more holistic activities. And not just watching random movies, random television shows. So I suggested to Brian a couple days ago, why don't we take the television down, put it away? Because actually we went for most of our marriage without a television set. I mean, we, for years, we bought our first television, what, two or three years ago? Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago. We never owned a TV unless someone gave us one. We got rid of it when the kids were young. And so we would actually cut the cable wires out of the back of the wall. Yeah. Because sometimes we would, like we lived in a building that we owned, but for some reason it had cable that we never paid for. But we actually had to cut the cable out of the wall so we wouldn't get cable. But anyway, the goal is for this year, or as for long as we can make it, we're going to try and not watch any television. Here's the thing, though. Back then, it actually it, it made a difference. So, like, when the kids were a year or two old, mm-hmm. I came home and was watching TV, and Liam wanted to talk to me, and I kept I was ignoring him watching the news, and then he yeah. gave up and started looking at the TV, and I realized that this is, this ain't right, so we got rid of it. Yeah. And we did well. Like, we didn't have it for the longest time. We we would keep one in the closet and pull it out for movie night. Right, we'd pull it out but for it, movie night. But the, the, but the TV having central place... In the living room was a new right. thing, and we knew we were concerned about it because now we were breaking a. So the whole living room now, like it's it's all it the, the shrine, the altar is now the the TV, the everything. Yeah. So there's nothing uh, wrong no, with that. Oh no, there is. I'm just kidding. It to each his own, her own. Well, no, I'm just saying that. I mean, we have had a lot of fun. No, we have, yeah. But when people come and visit, it's fun to watch movies, but. I just feel now like who, for me, who, who do we? Oh, like Amberly. Yeah, yeah, Amberly yeah. comes okay, and stays, and. But it'd be nice that the room was set up to, for conversation. Right, it or would reading be. Or games or something. So we are going to take the television down, which we have not no, told the kids no, yet. No, we have to because we said it here. That's right. We haven't told the kids yet, and then that means I'm going to take Netflix off my phone. Oh, you are okay because that, that's where I was going. Like when yeah. when we stopped it sixteen years ago, it had made mm-hmm. a difference. This was before Netflix. It made a big difference. All you could get was a CD in the mail or DVD in the mail. Right. And then we we might we might do that. I don't and even we, know did we did that, that every night. We did that. But now you're right. We got t- there's a TV in every room because there's a phone in every room. Right. So we can do it. So we're not in, we're not forcing this on the kids. No, we're not forcing them, but we are but. going to limit, which we do. Which we do, you know, on occasion. During school times, right? We limit time. their time on the phones. Right, we'll limit their time. Yeah. But we don't want to take away their 
fun of, you know, watching a movie together, watching a show together on the big TV. So we will let them use it. You know what has been fun? When they want. Um, Steer me off if we're going the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, The kids and I watched watched some horror movies. Yes. Uh, Three horror movies over the Christmas break, which which were actually very engaging and very good. I do not watch horror movies. Well, I stopped watching them years ago, and I just I watched one with them back in January, and it freaked me out for months. So I st- I stopped watching the movie halfway through, and I said no more. So I went back to this. Um, we went back to this. It's a series of horror movies that mm-hmm. are connected together. So far, so good. It's not. It does freak me out the night of, and I start wondering if there's someone in the closet. Yeah. But I'm very sensitive to these horror movies. They're, yeah. They're kind of you know they're kind of evil you know. Liam makes the point, he goes, these aren't evil, these are Christian movies. Because in the end, they're pulling crosses out and, you know. Well, right, because it's a very, <laughs> where do we get the belief of demons and spirits? Yeah, it yeah, comes scary from stuff, right? the Bible. Yeah, medieval uh, teachings, right? So, I mean, right, a lot but like the Bible the, the, is a precursor to. Sure, it does. But like the in, this demon has horns. That doesn't come from the Bible. That comes from medieval thought that he has horns. And well, that, yeah, because and everybody that, makes you, up their version of who the devil is. There's nothing in the Bible about taking a cross out. And sticking it on the demon's right. forehead. That's, that's, from, that's all made Is up. that from the Catholic Church? Is yeah. That... I don't know where that spawns from. But it's all of that stuff, right? Right. Which, which well, I mean, is the, disturbing. Well, the ancient but... world has always believed in spirits, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Greek mythology, right. Roman mythology. Yeah. There are all these spirits. And you know, I did what I have found scary about these movies is there's one of the movies. Well, I'm just going to say what it is. It's, it's The Conjuring 1, 2, and 3 and Annabelle. So Conjuring 1, I couldn't it's continue. It's called The Conjuring, for those of you who are not from Ireland. What did I say? The Conjuring. Con- the conjuring. I don't know if that's an Irish thing. Anyway, I'm just, I'm not <laughs> recommending these movies. I'm not recommending these movies because I did find the first one very disturbing. Yeah, I don't do, I I'm can't very, do I'm still a bit freaked out by those, but the second one was okay. Oh no, there isn't a third, the third one's coming out. The second one was, wasn't as bad. It's The Nun. They have this Nun one in it and that's kind of freaky. But then the Annabelle... I've heard nuns were freaky anyway. The Annabelle one was, was was substandard, but the Annabelle creation was um, that was very well done. Yeah, and that was scary. There was some good, and then the third one, or what did we watch last night? Annabelle comes home. That was scary too. But it's not. They're not using. In some cases, the scariest scenes are not even um, a lot of CGI. What if, what I'm finding fascinating because it's it's a genre I've I've walked away from. And I am a bit anxious even, you know, because, you know, a lot of the Christian teaching would be doing Because you're be... afraid demons are going to come after you yeah, now because yeah, sure. you're watching it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to think it exactly. But but this, here's this, the scariest part of all of those things is um, at one point, they're, they're, they're wanting the soul of the person. Right. That's, I, I realize, why is that so scary? At one point, the girl walks up to the ghost of the girl and says, the little girl, the ghost girl says, can you help me? And then the other girl says, what, what do you want? And she turns and her face is demonic. She goes, your soul. I'm like, that well, was yeah. really freaky. But I was wondering, like, why is that so scary? Because you are programmed by well, Christianity no. okay, to that's think. Your, that was a rhetorical question that I wanted to answer. Oh, it's a rhetorical question. Well, well can no, I answer it? Then well, yeah, answer. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Because Christianity has molded your brain in such a way. Yeah. And it, this is what it teaches, that yeah. there's a spiritual battle going on in the heavenly realms yeah. between God and yeah. the devil. Yeah. And that basically the devil is winning because he has full reign and dominion over the earth right now. Right. While God sits back and watches because God's going to finish the battle later. But right now, we are at the mercy of the devil. Yeah. Pretty much. And 
the devil wants everyone's souls. Yeah. So, and according to the Bible, he's going to get nearly everybody because only a few are going to be saved. That's the horror story of the Bible that, right there. That's a listen, horror movie. I don't know if that's true, though, that the Bible says that most will... I yeah, think, it says uh, narrow is the way and few there be that find it. Believe me, I was raised in the Pentecostal church. This now, is the message. You're interpreting that scripture to talk about heaven versus hell. That's how it's always presented. Have, have you ever interpreted that to be narrow is the way to like a fuller life? Like you're, 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 because in the context, Jesus is, I think he's talking about putting, I don't remember, putting others first, sacrificial life about others. Like, could he be talking about that the life, that the life of fulfillment you're going to get from putting others first is, is few will find it. I don't know. It could be. But anyway, getting back to why you think that. Here's also why. Is that's the fear that's right. been put into people. But also, like I was thinking, your soul is the very essence of who you are, your consciousness. Your, it's your unique identifier of who you are. So for someone to take that away is the scariest thing. Like it's scarier than losing your life is to lose your soul. That's what I was thinking. Who are they in Harry Potter? The Dementors. They can take your they soul. They take your soul. And the Ring Wraiths in yeah. Lord of the Rings. So, um, oh, I had another thought about the, the horror movies and stuff. But they are addictive because you're fully engaged and they're scary and you're jumping. Do you like to be scared? I do. do I like mean, it's fun. Feeling? It's fun. I don't, I don't want to I'm not watching these on my own. But I mean. Finn it, likes them. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to go to a movie theater mm-hmm. and jump scare all at the same time. Like yeah. I, I, haven't had, I haven't watched a, mo- a horror movie in a movie theater. Yeah. So be curious to go into one. And see what it's like. Because, like, I grabbed Finn's leg. I jumped so much at one point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess it is. There isn't a... Like, but here's the thing. You can you, you got to know your limits. And you don't know what your limits are. Like, if you're, like I knew on The Conjuring 1, mm-hmm. I hit my limit. But what by the time the I... Uh, I was just... There's this, this evil woman. And she's in the house. And she's appearing from behind doors. And here's the part that freaked me out. And, and it this, this theme continues in all those other movies. Is that somebody falls down. And the demon vomits this bile or whatever into their mouth and then they become possessed Gross. which pisses it's me nasty. off because it's like if you're going to be possessed you should be you should offer that up you can't be possessed by just takeover you've got to agree that um i'm willing to give my soul up but in these cases it pissed me off because these girls were being possessed and they weren't that agreeing to it i know you know another thing that really pissed me off in these horror movies, all these people in these horror movies, they all buy their flashlights from the same cheap dollar store. They're bad nobody has a flashlight that works, <laughs> which gets, I mean, I know. Well, you have to you have to know that in a horror movie, you you can't allow the character to think rationally. It's stupid, though. Like, they're, they're, they're walking. Well, what would happen right now? What I kind of flashlight what? do we have if there was a demon in our house right now coming to possess our souls? Like, yeah. do we have the proper flashlights? <laughs> well, you need a flashlight. Like, I think yeah. Callum has some good flashlights, but do... I think we only have... I think he's the only one that has, like, a really good flashlight. So I think we might be in the same boat. But they're always... The flashlight's always going out. Like, like uh, yes, it I guess... It has to go out. It has to go out. That's even, the premise of the movie. You have to create... And then this girl has a lantern last night. That goes out, obstacle. too. Like, then, who has a lantern? Unless you're a camper. No, it, well, it's, you have to see the context. It was a lantern because you're walking into another realm. Oh, she's walking into another realm. Even in okay. the other realm, that nothing works. You How know? would you think you could bring a lantern into another realm no she walks through the door and it's actually not she's no longer in the house she's in this other realm and, <clears throat> and there's a lantern hanging and she picks it up okay and of course it 
it flickers too and goes out. Yeah. Well, it has to because you have to, when he comes back on, the demon's there or the, right, the ghost right. is there. But then there's also stupid things like somebody's. There's more than enough evidence. There's a problem in your house. Right. There's you a problem in your house. You've you had fifty, house. like fifteen things have happened that you know there's something wrong, and you still have this look of confusion about you. That, right. Right. And you're moving slow. Somebody screams in the bedroom instead of rushing in there to see what's going on. You're opening the door slowly. It's like your friend's screaming. Anywhere. Right. Well. It's frustrating. If I, I ever it. think there's a demon in this house, yeah. I'm leaving. Yes. Or I'm just going to tell it to piss off. So do you believe in demons? You know, I used to believe in demons. Do you don't anymore? I don't really think so. You I think, but you're not solid. Like you're, I you're think open there's to a it. lot of things that are mental problems. Like yeah. I think back in the day before science came to be, that a lot of people who were perceived to be demon possessed were probably schizophrenic. Yeah. Or bipolar, especially schizophrenic, because they actually hear voices, they see visions, they the voices tell them things to do. Yeah. So these are all things that, like, if you had schizophrenia a thousand years ago, and you were saying these things, <clears throat> obviously, what are they going to think? Yeah. They're going to think you're demon-possessed, because they believed in spirits and demons. Yeah. Whereas today, if we see someone acting that way, we are going to say, it's going to be a huge red flag that something's going on. Yeah. Now, I know that there are, oh, there was a documentary that we watched. I think you watched part of it too. I think it's in Italy. But there's these priests that perform exorcisms Exorcism, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. But it's amazing though that like these exorcisms take place in like, locations or countries that maybe aren't embracing science as much so like are these people do they really have demons or do they just have like major psychological issues and these priests should we keep going i got something else to say should we keep going on this road or well no we can move on we can move on i have a bunch of stuff on my list um yeah i think i've talked a lot i feel like i have but you just talked well, do you want to take a turn? You look like you want to go next. You go well, ahead. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like I, I find this interesting to talk about, but would, do people listening, would they be bored? I think so, because people, this is a huge topic to believe in demons or not to believe in demons. Like, well, so, okay, so we went to this um, uh, church in, in uh, Chicago that, um, well, there was that church that I'm going that, that's a whole, that one, right? But then there was one after that I went to. And in that other church, they were nice people and stuff, but um, I went up for prayer, right? Because mm-hmm. I was having tightness in my chest. And I went up for prayer, and uh, the guy said, I think you have an afflicting spirit. And, and he's praying for me, and he's saying, do you see anything? And I was like, um, I, I see a snake coming out of my mouth. Did you really say that? I did, and he goes... What the heck? And uh, Oh my God, bro. <laughs> See, well, so, so he, easy to brainwash I'm just people saying, like, into what did I? bullshit. And he's and as I say that, he's getting all worked up, you know. Oh my god! And then you just uh, handed him a gem. No, in my mind, I saw a snake coming out of my mouth. I mean, he was praying something out of me, so it's like, well, what could be in me? You have to realize the mind okay, well, can, can be so easily it, influenced. How uh, do you think Hitler, the afflicting spirit, got people to kill six million Jews? Okay, so I'm power talk, of that's brainwashing. All. So, so part of me is wondering, like, am I? 
are you seeing anything? Are you feeling anything? It's like, well, I feel like I probably should. So maybe my brain will just make up something like there's a snake coming out of my mouth. Well, because you're thinking, so oh we, my gosh, he must know something. I don't know. I don't. You've been yeah, taught yeah, yeah. to believe right. that he has the gift of discernment or the gift of prophecy that they talk about in the Bible. So I went to Go the ahead. doctor for my afflicting spirit. And? It was acid reflux. It was acid reflux. It was going to my chest, and I um I took some medication. That became a lot. Well, no, that freaked me out. Then I got scared because my mom um uh, passed away from com- uh, from what I think started with acid reflux. She had really terrible acid. Really reflux. bad. Yeah. So I went to a doctor, and then I went to a um I got some uh what do you call it? They put the needles in acupuncture. Story. I had acupuncture done yeah. in Denver. I went off gluten, changed my diet, did the Zen. What do you call that? Uh, you did two. <laughs> you did essential oils. I gonna, essential oils. I was going to go on midnight oils, but essential oils. Yeah. Which helps a lot, and I've had no problem since. Right. And the afflicting spirit left me. Right, and it wasn't an afflicting spirit at all. You had no. It reflux. was. It was. Now I have a similar story bread. that I thought was demons too, but yeah. I don't. Looking back. Yeah. I don't think it was demons because I actually found a scientific explanation for mine as well. Right. So when I was pregnant with Liam. I was having really, really, really bad dreams. And I felt like the demons were coming to attack me at night. And then I was reading a book, a pregnancy book about your hormone levels. Yeah. And pregnancy and postpartum, like all those things can cause really, really bad nightmares. And so I most likely was not under a demonic attack. I was under a hormonal attack. Yeah. Which, you know, women are under hormonal attacks every day of our lives. So, <clears throat> so yeah, that was, and it was interesting because as soon as my mood had kind of stabilized, those nightmares went away. Right. Um, and I've only had those types of nightmares when I was pregnant or right after giving birth. Um, and we were talking about the Salem witch trials where there was some podcast oh can i give a shout out to in our time podcast on bbc4 i've been enjoying that melvin bragg that's a good show anyway um listen to that they were that the they think there was the grain Mm -hmm. that the puritans were eating from may have had a mold on it and that's been shown that that could happen and the mold if ingested could have the same effect as lsd yeah so that was interesting but this group uh this church the south it was there was a bunch of south african guys that came over here and started a church and uh, really, they were nice people, you know. Um, which, well, that's not their fault. Which is neither Here's here nor the there. Here's the thing. Did you ever notice that? Like when people come up with crazy things, oh, but they're nice people. Well, that's, that's when we're related. Well, I'm of sure course they they're nice people. Because here's the thing about religion. Yeah. Even every, no matter what religion you have, there's crazy things in that religion, right? Yeah. So like, I, this is what I say. Like if you're a Muslim terrorist. Yeah. And you are a, you are a suicide bomber. Right. You have to realize that that suicide bomber was once a little child. Right. They were a little bitty kid, three, four, five years old. They were adorable. But after years of indoctrination by their family, by their mosque, they reach a point where they believe this is their duty. Yeah. They were turned into a killer. If you had taken that same child... And put them in a different location on the planet. Probably 100% they would not have committed that. So the person, wherever you're born on the planet, your parents, your life experiences, 
that person that was telling you that you had an afflicting spirit. Yeah. They are coming to that from everything that's been ingrained in them. Right. And then, of course, they could have been, you know, full of crap. Maybe they were making it up. But they probably felt like they were genuine. Oh, yeah, They probably really thought that they were feeling something from God. What's scary, though, is if uh, we're assuming they're wrong, right, in this whole story... They're going around telling people this. Yeah, they're probably, telling probably freaking all kinds out, wondering like, what have I done to cause this? Um, and you have a story too that you actually did the same thing to someone. I did. That's we should we get into that? Well, no, we. Do I don't, you want to talk about that? At some point, I, mean, I am going to release the episode one okay. of the blog tomorrow about that. Actually, okay. I'm releasing them all, um, and it'll go through my Facebook thing. Because I, I I wrote it now and again I'm looking back and like here here's an interesting thing that I'm gonna, I want to add to the blog. This is something Voltaire said, who was a French uh, philosopher who was he's been looked at as the father of the Enlightenment, and he said, um, oh whatever, and I forgot what I was gonna say. I've been looking at the wrong page here. I had it all. I had it, I was all cool, my quote ready to go, and then I know it's gone. He was talking about. Um, he talked about enthusiasm, the uh-huh. word enthusiasm. He goes, and he said enthusiasm, a man who takes, he defines it in his dictionary as a man who takes dreams for realities and his imagination for prophecies. Mm-hmm. Enthusiasm excites the nerves and impedes our ability to reason. True. It totally does. So what you're talking about is me, I approached a church leader and said they had a spirit of control. Yes, you did. But I wasn't the only, someone else... I found out later said the same thing to him. Which the thing um, is, is this person could have been controlling, but tons of people are controlling. It was a personality type that we, that we turned into a spiritual thing. We turned into you, not me. Me. Turned into a demon or whatever. No, no, I never said a demon. I said a spirit of control. What's the difference between spirit and demon? I, I never said. Well, I'm just saying. Or does spirit, spirit mean what? I don't know. What, I don't to know. You? you mean who know? I, that's one thing I want to be honest about. When I mean, I can write you about imagine? Someone coming in and telling you, yeah, what what was going through your mind when they said you had an afflicting spirit? Because that could be taken a bunch of different ways. It oh, could mean like oh, to I'm me, it's sick, like an afflicting spirit is a or, negative, some underworld spirit that's attached to me. And um, and how did that make you feel? I was kind of freaked out by it. But that was that all that happened. The reason my stomach was messed up because we had just come out of a what I would say was a borderline cult. Mm-hmm. And but in my mind. All the problem was them. Looking back now, 10 years later, I look at all my own toxicity I might have brought into that situation. Right. And You're I'm, part I'm, of the problem. Right. So that's why my stomach is upset. But to answer your question, um, yeah, I would have thought of it. Because the term afflicting spirit is is a term from the Gospels where these demonic spirits attached to these people. Like, um, I don't know where they use it. There was the woman with the issue of blood or there was another person when they said she had afflicting spirit and, and Christ I know. Yeah. drove it out. You know, here's one more thought there here about the old demonology. That that South African guy, he said, I, w- I wonder why there's no demons in America. And he was meant to sarcastically because he said demons were v- in, in South Africa, or at least the corners he was in, there was a lot of demons, but he, they weren't here in the States. And he said they are, but, but our eyes are blinded from them. So that's one view. Another view is that the Age of Enlightenment drove him away. In other words, the age of enlightenment and reason brought us to a place where it's like, eh, we're, right. we're, we've grown, well, we've grown past that, the right? the Christian church 
teaches that if you are not a believer of Christ, following Christ, you are following the devil. The devil is your leader. You just don't know it because you're spiritually blinded. Right. And you follow the devil. And that is the teaching. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. You wouldn't even know that you're following the devil because you are deceived. Here's here's a scary thing. I'm not 100% sure that that's um, not true. So as I'm taking my own journey of even... Well, thank re- you for your honesty. Like, as I'm reading Voltaire, and, and I'd spent a lot of time the last week, I'm doing this kick on the age of enlightenment and the age of reason and reading all these guys and being open to listen to atheists. Like, that's a scary journey for me because it's like, Right, because shit, God is I, going if, to effing crush you what if, if you I'm, are wrong and what he's going to burn you in hell but, forever. But, I, but as I take this journey, like, that's not a major fear. Like, it's a minor agitation that sits there but still, there's this underlying trust that um, that God and I are cool. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> and I think this sometimes, too. Because I don't think about God that much at all. Like, sometimes I'll think about God, but a lot of times I just go to bed. And I realize the difference in how I used to go to bed as a Christian and how I go to bed now. Yeah. The way I used to go to bed as a Christian with so much angst and worry and fear. Not only for myself, but for the world. Like, I would go to bed at night angsting over all the people who lived in North Korea and all the people who lived in the Middle East and just people in my family. I was convinced that my sister, who's Jehovah Witness, was going to die and go to hell and that her children were going to die and go to hell. And I would just be racked with this stuff. Yeah. That's heavy day stuff, Day in isn't and day out. Yeah. And now, I don't worry about any of that. Yeah. If God is so hateful of me because I cannot wrap my mind around the fact mm. that he would burn so many people in hell, I don't want to be with God. I don't want to be with the deity who is going to destroy 90% of humanity. I don't. And... But if he loves me and wants to have a conversation with me and talk to me, and he actually loves his creation and wants to be with his creation, then he needs to talk to us. And if we only get our little itsy-bitsy life here on this planet, and that's all we get, and then he's going to give us millions and millions and billions and billions of years burning? That Mm. is obscene. That is grotesque. Yeah. Completely grotesque. It's it's just so out of whack. And I but now I don't stress about that. I don't stress about me going to hell. I don't stress about my family members going to hell. I don't stress about North Korea going to hell or China. I just don't. And North Korea I do remember you at that uh, church. Uh, one of the church, a church in Chicago we went to, and you were you were you were asked, could you share from the the reading? And you standing there like crying. And oh with, my god, this, I it. Do you remember what I'm talking freaking about? Freaking killed me. You were, I don't remember. Oh yeah, you're standing there crying, talking about all these people who are going to hell, and talking to these people like, do we realize this is happening? Right. Do we really realize this is going to happen? And I think I heard someone say, and like, and also there was another preacher once, and he was crying, saying, "My neighbor's going to go to hell if I don't uh, pull him out." I'm thinking, "Holy crap, that's a massive burden to carry around." But what's interesting is, um, someone once said, "Either Christians a believe that and they're doing nothing about it." Yeah. 
Because if they really believe that, why aren't they banging on all the doors in their neighborhood incessantly saying, hey, this is important? Because I don't know or, if they can actually wrap your mind around or, something Or do like they that. believe that's really happening? Or do they, do they, do they doubt it? I think that, some doubt it, and I think some actually truly believe it. But they here's the thing, is they say that people choose it. They say that people choose, choose that? to go to hell. No one would choose. They don't. That's because silly. if they really... Because they want to be their own God. Yeah. No, that's the... They're cho- they they're want choosing, to be their own God. They're choosing... Yeah, they're choosing a rebellious state of... Yeah, I, you're I don't rebellious. You, God. you deserve to go to hell because yeah. you chose to go to hell. But if the God that's presented to you as the one you just presented of that from the foundation of time, I'm deciding that these people are going... Now, this is a Calvinist God, by the way. Maybe it's an Augustine God, but from the foundation of the earth, these people are going to hell, these people are going to heaven. If, if somebody presents you with that God that up front these souls were chosen for right. hell or some were chosen for salvation like in your rationality I, that's are, disgusting are you really going to choose that god though i'm not going to choose that god well first of this all this is a god who says in the new testament that he made some vessels to destroy yeah so but basically you have to believe that me bridget maybe i was made to be destroyed and smashed okay pharaoh yeah. was made to be destroyed and smashed in the old testament yeah because God manipulated he him. He hardened his heart, yeah. He hardened his heart. That is repulsive. That's interesting. That he, is so repulsive. He hardened his heart and then he killed his son because... And then he killed his freaking son. Because he wouldn't... Um, That's re... I'm sorry. Yeah, we... Are we, are we we're Say old. no more. Say no more. I'm finished with Christianity. I'm finished with the Bible. Oh, because of what I just said there? Did I put that, you over the edge? No, I have been. Okay. I have been for yeah. quite some time. Okay. No, you didn't put me over the edge. The edge, I found the edge a long time ago. And that story is just one of many that I cannot understand how people hear it and find beauty in have such you, a story. Have you ever read, uh, before you leave? Before Maybe you we leave, can make, it, go to some lighter topics we will now. Know, let's, just, we, let's do that, yeah. Before you leave the faith, have, would you consider reading a commentary on that scripture from Exodus from a different perspective on no. what on God hardening his heart. No. I will say because though, I think I, I think lo- people take the Bible. Yeah. And they do this with the Quran and the Book of Mormon and all religious texts. This is what people do. You have to do so many mental gymnastics. Yeah. To make it work for you psychologically. Right. Because if you presented that story to someone who had no, they didn't even know what the Bible was, and they just tell you this story, right? Yeah. Actually, this would be a great experiment to do. Yeah. And then ask them, what do you think of this story? Do you think they're going to say, oh, that's so amazing that God, (laughs) how God delivered the children of Israel, but in order to do so, he decided to manipulate someone and orchestrate the entire event and kill people. So can we, before we leave this, for folks who don't understand, that the story goes, Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, let my people go, you've mm-hmm. enslaved them. Yeah. And Pharaoh says no. He doesn't just say no. The scripture says that God hardened his heart. And God forced, made him say no. Forced him to say no. But and then, but Pharaoh's the bad guy in the but story. But it goes back and forth, and the the the, the, the ra- there's a ratcheting up of the plagues on Pharaoh. But at mm-hmm. each point when Pharaoh could say, "Okay, enough," his heart gets hardened. It's a very it's a very <sighs> it's a horrible it's story. a very difficult story because it's like, well, wait a minute, how can you hold him accountable for enslaving the Jews in Egypt if it just says God hardened because his heart? Because Pharaoh 
is nothing. Brian, you are nothing. I am nothing. God gets to do with us whatever the hell he pleases. Yeah. And that is supposed to be good news for us. And it's not. Actually, Christianity as a whole is not good news. And it's called the good news. The gospel is called the good news. It's bad news. Because if it's actually true, nearly everyone on this planet is destined to go to hell. How is that good news? The devil actually wins in the Bible because he gets more people than God does. And in football or any game, whoever gets the most points usually wins. That's all I have to say. All right. Can we go to a lighter topic now? Yeah, it's, we're an hour into the podcast, but we should end on... Should we end on something lighter or just yeah, well, go move over there to something I lighter? I didn't even get to talk about any of my list. What do you mean? Did you did I drive this down the demon path? No, it was a good conversation. It was a good conversation. I think we just went where it was supposed to go. Um. But yeah. Okay, what's next? We actually talked about... <laughs> well, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, let's... Uh, Actually, I had a lot of really light topics on my list. You know, I've never been so excited. To, I've never been into the whole Hot. New Year thing, but this one made a lot of sense. Oh, we have a new listener that I found out about. Oh, yeah? Are you allowed, my, are you allowed to name them? My, uh... Do you notice all the listeners are your friends? I have one friend that I'm aware of that listens to the show. And you have two friends. Sandra's your friend. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. That's what I was talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about Neil Vickers. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Neil Vickers. Two English friends. Yeah, two English friends. Sandra's my friend, yeah. Sorry, and Sandra. And then... Um, Go ahead. Oh, so my doctor. Yeah. Dr. Danielle Stramondi, who's my friend. Is she okay with you giving her name out? Well, yeah, maybe she needs more patience. She has she, a... She is very impatient, I've no, noticed. No, I mean patience as in yeah, no, people to see her because she's a great physician. Yeah. She's my she doctor. Fredericksburg Road? I want to give a shout out to her for her bedside manner. Yeah, I've heard she, great things about her has a great bedside manner and i had not been to the doctor in okay so callum's 13 years old yeah he's my youngest yeah and i don't think i'd been to the doctor in oh my gosh maybe 10 years or it had been a really really long time yeah since i'd been to the doctor and so i found her on i think just through the internet or whatever and i chose her because she was a female yeah and she was close. Hey, I have a question. Was yes. the last doctor you had my old doctor in Chicago who was male? No. Well, of course, I... I I'm just okay, saying, like, you did, he San looked Antonio up your address Fort... and he didn't like that. Oh, yeah. He was disgusting. Okay. I gave up male doctors a long time ago. I think it was him. And I thought he Very was great. Very long time ago. He, this guy, he was my favorite doctor, but you didn't have a good experience with him. But back no. to your story of Dr. Stramondi. Um, so, anyway... I think in Colorado, did I ever go to the doctor at all in Colorado? No, I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't think so. You're like an anti. I love going to doctors, and you don't. You. I know. I think Brian's a bit of a hypochondriac. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy. That's fine. I don't care. At least. But I, actually, I should learn from you because I think you. But you, you go around, go around, finish your thoughts. Sorry. Yeah, I I will like never go to the doctor, and you go to the doctor for frequently for different well, yeah, things. Because if I get worried, it's like I set up an appointment. I Which go. Which is smart. I think that's the best way really, to be. I said, doctor, I've got an afflicting spirit. Actually, you don't. You have indigestion. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like that's what I did. I went there. Like I, I keep that. I keep a short cycle of between worry and confirmation. Right. Whereas you, I will worry about things a long around, time before yeah, I wait, go. Like why? Why do I mean? Well, a lot of times I don't have anything to worry about. You have insurance. Just, just call a doctor and but get anyway, it resolved. But anyway, when we moved to San Antonio, or actually right before we moved, 
just things were changing for me in my body. And I was in really, really, really good shape. The best shape I'd ever been in my life other than my like early 20s. Uh, but everything was going downhill. And then one day when I was working out, I had severe pain in my stomach. And I literally had to like crawl up the stairs and I got into bed and I didn't end up going to the doctor that day. The pain went away within like an hour, but I found Dr. Stramondi's. I figured, well, I should go get this checked out. Um, but anyway, she's really nice and, um, you know, did blood work and everything and found out I had hypothyroidism, which makes sense because, um, two of my sisters and my mom also have that. But anyway, then... I decided to set up a pap smear and all that hoo-ha, which I can't stand. Yeah. Um, because I liked her enough to let her do that. Right. Because that was so, like, doing that kind of thing is so traumatic for me. Is like, really? I can't stand that kind of stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, first of all, like, if I'm having a male doctor check my male parts, um, I don't I don't really care. Once, it, once he's male, I, I would, you know what I mean? Right. But that's a big deal for you. Yeah, it's a big deal. Well, because remember the day, what well, was after I'd already seen her, right? And then fast forward, I felt like some of my... Uh, I'm worried you're going to get TMI here. TMI? I'm not going to... Okay. I can see it in your face. Well, things were suspect, let's okay. just say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what uh, motivated me to get a pap smear, which yeah. I hadn't had one. Since Callum was born. So your first... uh, 13 years. So was that your reason for going to her? The second time. The first time was like it was was low low risk. But you felt this connection, this this connection with her. Right. And said, I could have this woman do do the pap smear. Because if I hadn't liked her... Yeah. And before that, the last time you had a pap smear was... Before having Callum. Well, that's... uh, Never. That's 13 years. Yes, he's almost 14. That's a long time. Well, well, I mean, I had my pap smear over a year ago. I think I'm doing another one. Right. Probably won't do it, though. But anyway. Yeah. Why, um, would, why wouldn't you do it? See, that's weird. Why Why not? It's free. It's an insurance cover. Well, it. I'm not going to get into it. I just don't like that kind of stuff. I just, it makes me uncomfortable. Well, you, just, you just said you found a doctor you're comfortable with. I know that. But that doesn't mean I need to do it every year. We're not expecting oh, here's any, any sponsorship from you, doctor. It's is just being this. a woman. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Shravani, bless her heart. I hadn't been in so long, and now they've added a little piece to the gynecological exam yeah. that used to not be yeah. back in the day. Right. And now what happens to men yeah. getting the finger up the bum also happens to women now. Right, right, right. Because some women... Have colon cancer, what, what pap, what, anal what, cancer. What is a pap smear? What what happens? So they take this thing. I think it's called maybe a speculum. Yeah. And they insert it. They insert it one way and then they turn it. Yeah. Okay. They put it in sideways, I think, and then they turn it, and then they kind of crank it open. Oh, so they're yeah. kind of cranking you open. Right. A little bit, right? And then they take a swab yeah. and they put it in. Yeah. And then they scrape cells does that hurt um not really i mean it's just a little bit uncomfortable yeah um they scrape some cells off and then they feel around yeah i can see everything is this is is very different like if i'm getting checked for cancer testicular testicular cancer it's much quicker than that that's that's a big deal right no you're sitting up and and stirrups oh and plus you know 
Well, I'm not so going to say... So com- I was comparing apples to oranges when I said... Uh, exactly. That, okay. It's a very uh, it's vulnerable... It's like turn your, turn your head left and cough. It's very different than what you just described. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they send that Could to you, the here's lab. Here's the thing, though. You know what's scary? I'm so thankful for uh, female women getting into medical stuff. Could you imagine a woman in... I don't know, like a uh, hundred years ago, most doctors were men. They were, yeah, nearly all of them were men. Women men. must have felt very violated going to male doctors. You think so? Well, I mean, they didn't have a choice. I, I mean, they I, probably I, I just, did. I, just, I, mean, maybe, was... I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, I'm not, you know. But anyway. Okay. That's, that's what happened. So anyway, I found out then that she had to do that. And that was a little shocking. But... Well, she had actually discovered she had saved this woman's life because the woman had uh, cancer. And she had discovered Whoa. it. And because of that, she made sure to do that in all of the exams. But then, it's interesting, and I'd never met anyone with anal cancer before. And then I met someone um, in our neighborhood, actually, that was uh, just finishing up their chemo from that exact yeah. uh, type of cancer. So... That's good. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, so we talked about my doctor here, and so I'm glad she's listening. Thank you for listening, and I'm glad that we. Um, I'm glad I found you as my doctor because that's she important. Had, she on Fred. Who's the doctor on Fredericksburg Road, or is that a dentist? Oh, that's my really cool. Uh, she's not a dentist. She is a. You know, well, she's about? a surgeon, Doctor Pamela Ray. And uh, if you well, let's not. She's if, amazing if, too. Yeah, but she's she, if she's not a listener, cool. we can't talk about her. Yeah, but she's cool too. She's just, so I had a great dentist who was recommended by Sandra. Yeah. His name is Dr. Jack Shirley. He retired. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I had to have an implant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Dr. Shirley Got recommended it. Dr. Cause I, Ray. Because I've been over there picking up some of your pro- paintings. Uh, no, no? Uh, products, your beauty oh, counter. Oh, beauty products. counter, yeah. And it was on Fredericksburg Road. Yeah. Where's Dr. Stramondi located? Dr. Stramondi is in San Antonio, but she's by Alamo Heights. And how do you spell her last name? S-T-R-A-M-A-N-D-I, Stramondi. This show is brought to you by Dr. Stramondi. I'm just kidding. We don't, we're not sponsored. (laughs) We don't have any sponsorships because we have six, I think we have like six listeners now. Listen, if you're uncomfortable with all all this conversation, doctor, we, we can take down, we can cut this part out. So anyway, well, that's it. Should we wrap it up? Is there anything else on your list that was pressing? Um, well, let's talk about one more thing. I was telling you about mud water. What do yeah. you think about mud water? It's, it do sounds, you want to try it? We can try it. It's it's not it's like it's an alternative to coffee. Does it have any caffeine? A seventh of the caffeine. A seventh of the caffeine. So it what's has the cacao, other? What's the other? Uh, Turmeric, cinnamon, sevenths? mushrooms. Oh, mushrooms. Like six different kinds of mushrooms, because mushrooms. Ooh. Have lots of healing properties. Do they, are they any? Uh, would you have hallucinations after drinking it? No, but it does have certain um, chemicals. Yeah, that oh, yeah. are good for alertness right. and mental that's, that's acuity. How that's how they're presenting it anyway. Every ingredient has really good okay. benefits. But anyway, good. mud water. I'm a victim of advertising because I usually see advertisements for on Pinterest. Right. Because I love Pinterest. Yeah. And. Um, I've seen the advertisements and then I went and watched their videos and it looks like it tastes good because it tastes like cacao and cinnamon and yeah oh chai it has masala chai in it that's a good flavor 
Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I went to this podcast show where the guy was, in, I've mentioned this before, he was insistent that you pick one subject and you go deep on it. And that's how you, you'll get people to listen. Really? We completely, we're completely ignoring that idea. Because we're just doing what we want to do. I've never listened to a podcast where they talked about demons and pap smears in the same episode. Oh, God, that's great. You could title this one Demons and Pap Smears. And Hitler. And, and Hitler. No, I'll drop the Hitler part in the title. Demons and Pap Smears. Demons and Pap Smears. Well, definitely, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, well, you guys, Happy New Year. Yes. Is it New Year's Day? No, it's not New Year's Day. That was yesterday. Yesterday. It's was January 2nd, 2021. January 2nd. Our anniversary's coming up. We have two kids with birthdays this month. That's right. I'm um, looking forward to our anniversary. All our kids, our kids' birthdays are uh december 22nd well just between december and january right that's what happens when you have sex once a year in may well hopefully we had i just that's supposed to be a joke um i don't even know if i count it backwards correctly but i have one more thing to add oh if you uh reach out if um feel free to email us text us call us whatever whatever you know and um, thanks for listening and if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, we could just jam, just throw out a topic and we can jam on it. Exactly. Okay. Are we done? We are finished. Over and out. Thank you. Have a great Saturday. Okay. Bye.